I'm Frau Kagalia, and this is An Aromatic Life. You know, this podcast is all about our sense of smell. I created the podcast to give voice to this beautiful sense and to increase our appreciation for the ability to smell the world around us. So what if you lose that ability? What if you one day unexpectedly suddenly can't smell anymore? You understand what it means to smell. You used to smell, but now you don't. How does that change you as a person? How does it change your perspective on life and your sense of smell for that matter? And how do you navigate the world in this new normal? Well, today I'm honored to share a conversation I had with Fifth Sense founder, Duncan Boak. Fifth Sense is a charity that Duncan created out of a wish he had that there was an organization out there that existed to support him with his smell loss. A charity to help and inform people affected by smell and taste disorders. The charity's mission is to transform society's understanding of the importance of these senses and to drive research into better understanding and treating these conditions. Duncan lost his sense of smell at the age of 22 through a head injury he suffered unexpectedly. He opens up about his journey of living with smell loss all these years, including his stages of denial, acceptance, and hope. This is an episode for all those who've lost their sense of smell. If you have, Maybe you'll hear something familiar in Duncan's story. But this episode is also for all of us out there who can smell. It's a chance to really listen, to better understand what it must feel like to lose something you once had, and then to be an ally for those who can't smell. Because let's be honest, we're all in this together. I can tell you that I think one of the biggest messages Duncan has for us smellers is to appreciate what we have. He'll share why, so listen carefully. At any rate, I won't hold you up any longer. Enjoy my conversation with Duncan Boak. Hey, Duncan. Welcome to An Aromatic Life. I'm so happy to have you here today. And this is an opportunity to talk to you about our sense of smell, which is, you know, my favorite subject and what I have as my main focus here on this podcast So I'm really happy to have you here. I really wanted to give all my listeners, whether you can smell or not, a new perspective on smell loss. So it's a perspective that's centered on hope and perseverance, on making the most out of an otherwise unfortunate situation. And that's what I think you represent to me. And I'm really excited to talk to you about your journey. Um, It's a very different journey than the one I talked to Dia Klein about. She's in episode Mm -hmm. two of this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And she's congenital anosmic. So I wanted to give listeners a perspective um, on acquired anosmia, on smell loss. So I can't wait to talk to you about it. Thank you, Frank. And it's really, it's, I'm, yeah, really grateful for you uh, asking me to be on the, on the, on the podcast. Looking forward to speaking to you. Yeah, no, it'd be fun. So to start, let's start with something that's a little abstract, but I just want to get your your thought. What does sense of smell mean to you? It means uh, connection. It means uh, a a really, really important emotional connection to the world around us. And perhaps most importantly, to to people interesting yeah it's it's people and things isn't it it's both, yeah yeah you know. people things but also places and and memories uh-huh. of those people places and things as well so it's a positive for you yeah yeah it is i mean it is positive it is it's even though it's something that um I can't access and haven't had access to for, you know, for a long time now, since 2005. Um, to me, it is still, it is still a positive thing. Um, and I think, you know, a, a, a big part of um, the work that I've done over the, the years with Fifth Sense has been about and is about creating a positive message about smell and and you know using the experiences of myself and and you know those of us affected by a problem with our sense of smell or taste to positive effect 
to inform the world, to educate people, to, to have an impact and, 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 and actually use that to, to drive, drive change, change the way that smell taste disorders are understood, um, treated and, and researched. I love that. I love that you're so positive about it. That's why I like um, knowing you. I'm so happy to know you for that because you're a positive person. <laughs> so thank, thank you, you for that. Thank you. <laughs> but let me take a step back and let's start from the beginning. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, um, you know, where you live now, what you do, just basics. And then more importantly, can you tell us a little bit about your anosmia story? Yeah, sure, sure. So, so yeah, I'll do the, do the intro. So I'm Duncan <laughs> Boke, um, and I'm the, I'm the founder and chair of Fifth Sense, the charity for people affected by smell taste disorders. Um, I'm from um, Yorkshire in Northern England. Um, I currently live in London. Um, I, I manage a, I manage a business center at the University of East London. So I do a lot of work with businesses and, um, in between businesses and the university, working with businesses and encouraging them to, um, collaborate with the university, whether it's through research, whether it's through working with our students. Um, I, you know, I, I, I make connections, um, have ideas and, 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 and make things happen by bringing people together. And that's pretty much what I've done um, over the years with, with Fifth Sense as well. Um, in terms of my, my anosmia story, well, that goes, back to, that goes back to 2005 when I was 22 years old. And um, back then I was, uh, I was, it was the beginning of 2005 um, and I was a musician and guitarist um, oh. in a band with um, with an album coming out um, later that year. Um, what was the band called? The band was called uh, Sweet's Blood. Sweet's okay. Blood. Sweet Blood. And it was this um, really, really interesting sort of fusion of, of um, Eastern and Western influences. So we had a Pakistani singer, Waj. Um, the music was... Um, written by myself and a guy called, uh, who's a very good friend of mine still, Chok, Chok Hussain, um, who over the years made a lot of Asian um, influenced music. And it was this sort of, it was like um, dub, electronica and, and rock music with, with Bollywood um, influences. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. It was really cool. Yeah, really interesting. And um, yeah, so I was, I was at the beginning of this year, which had offered a lot of hope. I was in a relationship with, uh, the, well, the first, first girl I'd really sort of fallen in love with and um, things were really exciting. And then one Friday evening, I'd been in, the, been in the recording studio all day and went out drinking with some friends in the evening. And um, I, had, I had a bit of an accident. Um, I slipped and fell down um, the flight of stairs in the bar that we were in, in Leeds, um, bar with a very steep flight of stairs. I fell backwards and landed on a concrete floor on the back of my head. Ooh. And um, the next thing I know, I was coming around in a hospital. Um, my parents were there and I think I'd been unconscious for uh, certainly, well, 24 to 48 hours. And um, yeah, I was, I was then in hospital for a week. Um, came out of hospital, um, you know, thinking I'm really lucky to be alive. Yeah. Um, trying to work out if um, I was okay, is anything, you know, what is anything wrong with me? And it was uh, not long after um, getting back to my parents that I realized um, I couldn't smell anything. Wow. Um, and, and that, that, that was it just realization. From something? Was it just from? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was just about to say that it was it was the first meal I'd had since um, leaving hospital and I was eating it and thinking this doesn't this doesn't taste of anything. And that's when I thought. I can't I can't smell anything. Wow. And my my initial reaction was. This is really weird. Yeah, uh, this, I've never heard of this happening before. I didn't know you could lose your sense of smell. Right. And I'll be honest with you. Um, Frauke. Now. I was a 22 year old guy in a band. I was used to using my ears a lot, you know, and the sense of smell was something that I'd never really paid much attention to. I yeah. wasn't passionate about it. I'm not, I'm, you know, I wasn't like you are any, anywhere near. It was something, you know, like a lot of people, I didn't pay any attention to it at all, knew nothing about it. And then all of a sudden it was, it was gone. 
and I, I lost something that um, I didn't even realize I had. Hmm. Um, and I went to see my, I went to see my doctor, um, my family doctor who said, mm, okay, we don't know much about this. It's, I've heard of this happen before, but it's very rare. Um, it might come back of its own accord, give it a year or so. Um, and if, if nothing changes, you just have to live with it. And that oh, was wow. that. That was the that was the extent of the the medical advice that I got on the matter. And back then, uh, I didn't have access to the internet. Um, it's true. Two thousand and five. Uh, there wasn't much going on then. No. No, no, there wasn't. And and anyone I spoke to, no one had ever heard of this. And I'll be honest with you, in in the context of what could have happened, right? Yeah. It didn't seem like the biggest of deals. Yeah. It's true. It's I true. I felt I'd be I felt I'd been lucky. Yeah, in comparison to, to what could have happened. And um, I, I suppose I just kind of, to me, it was almost like business as usual. How do I move on from this traumatic injury? Right. Apart from not being able to smell or taste um, things, I seem to be okay. All right, I can't smell. It's not the end of the world. Let's just move on. And um, I became very depressed after the accident. You know, I'd suffered a quite a severe brain injury. You know, right, perhaps not right. surprising. And and um, the, the the loss of smell became wrapped up in this whole sort of um, crazy sort of few months following on from the accident. There was loads going on in my life anyway, and. Um, my relationship with my girlfriend ended a few months later. Um, the band I was in, there was all sorts of craziness going on with that. And by the end of the year, um, the band had ended and all the promise of that had gone. Um, my relationship had, had, after sort of some fits and starts, was finished. And, um, you know, my, my sense of smell was gone too. It was this year that started out so brightly and then, just this this year that ended up being all about loss and um you know a year on from the accident i sort of wanted to put all this behind me and move on and part of that involved the smell the smell you know the smell loss thing yeah yeah i kind of boxed it off and i moved on and i didn't engage with it and i didn't i tried not to think about it and it's like you and packed it in the closet and you said bye-bye i'm going yeah. on yeah yeah, that was it. That was it. And and I, I deliberately tried not to engage with it at all and um, just pretend that it hadn't happened almost. I'd never had a sense of smell. And yeah, okay, so, you know, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. So you, you did that for a couple of years, right? I imagine you just kind of put it aside. You went on with your life. You were maybe down or slightly depressed because of a lot of different things, right? not least of which was your sense of smell, but you just, you just accepted the fact that food didn't taste good, that, you know, you, I, I guess, I'm just trying to understand it, unfortunately, because I've never lost my sense of smell. So it's, it's I, I always want to understand what kind of the, the mental part of it is, right? There's, yeah, the, there's a yeah. lot of emotional mental stuff that goes on. So, especially at the beginning it, <laughs> when it happens. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 strange because thinking back to you know the weeks, months after the recognition that you know that my sense of smell was gone, I can't recall really kind of engaging with it and thinking I'm not you know I, I can't smell flowers anymore, I can't smell this, I can't smell this. It was like there was so much happening, yeah. um, and, and I think the. That I was I was focusing on there were so many other things that I was focused on that that wasn't I wasn't focusing on that and and I suppose in some ways I was maybe deliberately trying de deliberately trying to avoid focusing on it because my doctor had said there's nothing you can do it might not it might come back wait and see but there's nothing you can do so what's the point it was almost like what's the point in me spending time thinking about it when there's nothing that can be done anyway right and and i think that was that i suppose that then informed the attitude and it wasn't just a couple of years um that i that i disengaged with it it was it was over six years mm -hmm. um and i i never met anyone else i never i never ever 
you know, I never spoke to anyone. I never really, I, I never really brought it up again uh, after that first year. I sort of boxed it off and I tried to move on because there was nothing that could be done, as it was said. And, and it wasn't until um, a friend of mine in 2011 read something in the paper about this girl who'd lost a sense of smell and she told me about it. And I was like, really? There's someone yeah. else? Because I, I thought I was like one of one in a million, you know, one right, of the only right. people on the planet with this thing. And um, I went out and I found the newspaper article. I read it and it was an extract from a book by uh, Molly Birnbaum called uh, Season to Taste. Yes, yes. It's a good yeah, book. You know it? Yeah, it's it it. brilliant. It. Yes, brilliant. It's great. And I went out and bought the book and I started reading and it was it was incredible. It was just uh, it I, spoke it to just, you. It spoke to you. You could relate yeah, to it completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massively, massively. It was. It was more. It was more than that. It was. It was transformational. Really. It was an absolute. Wow. I was. Re I was reading it. I was turning the pages. And listen, Fraker. I said. I was saying to myself. I remember thinking to myself when I was reading it. This is going to change my life. Wow. And it. Yeah. And it. it absolutely. It did. And it did. It did. <laughs> and. In the book, I read about um, Professor Thomas Hummel yes. and um, this study he'd done around smell training. I wrote to Thomas and I asked him for a copy of his research paper and he sent me it and I went out and bought the essential oils that he used in it and I started, mm -hmm. I started sniffing them. And, um, and after a few, I think maybe about a week of this, I realised I could add very, very, very faintly, very faintly, just about get the lemon yeah and there was really? there was something there and yeah yeah and you know not enough to sort of really be able to appreciate or enjoy but there was there was there was something and it, and it was it was like wow this is really really quite incredible and um i was thomas introduced me to a chap called uh, professor carl philpott who oh, that's is how a, you got introduced to him. Okay. That's how I got introduced to Carl. Yeah, it was to, thanks to Thomas. Carl and I started uh, talking, and you know, by now I was realizing. Well, I'd realized I wasn't one of the only people on the planet at all. There were lots and lots and lots of others like me, and um, through Carl, we started to realize that you know, well, he had set up the UK's first NHS um, clinic for smell and taste disorders the previous year, and he was talking about you know maybe we the need for a patient-led support group and at this point I'd been sort of plowing away with with music and um, in various bands and things over the years and I was looking for a new um, a new outlet um, for my creativity and something to put myself into and actually something to put myself into that was less sort of self absorbed in a way because I did <laughs> I, I kind of wanted to do something that was maybe made a bit more of a difference to people you know and and and, and here what it here it was that the realization that there was nothing there was no organization that that there was no no sort of reliable credible patient facing information source um and there was no support and, and no doctors. Doctors didn't really know much either. No, they? no, 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 no. And here, finally, I'd met, I'd met a doctor who, who, who did, did yeah. and who, who was diagnosing and treating patients where, you know, where such treatment existed. And um, my, my sort of attitude to, to Carl was, I said, well, I'm going to, I'll take your support group and I'm going to raise you one. And we're going <laughs> to set up the first, we're going to set up the first charity for this. And my my goal with 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 fifth sense the immediate immediate goal was I want to create the organisation that I wish had been there to support me and inform me and advise me and guide me, and 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 make me feel you know less alone with this less isolated, and you know my attitude is very much that knowledge is power, and um, if I if I knew back at the beginning after I first lost my sense of smell, what I know now, if I'd had that support, that information, those six years that I spent, you know, in, in the darkness, if you like, were, you know, thinking what is, I've changed, I've changed as a person, my emotional makeup has changed and I don't understand why. And a lot of the why, as I realized, was a result of me losing my sense of smell. And if I'd, so if I'd known then what I know now, then it wouldn't have been, 
you know, it wouldn't have had such a such an impact. And um, yeah, I didn't want other people to go through that same experience. And and we set up Fifth Sense to to transform people's understanding of of smell and taste and how they affect us, so people could then appreciate the impact of smell and taste disorders. And um, then then you know that be a catalyst for change. That that then leads to changes in the way that. Um, such conditions are treated, managed, and um, researched. No, that's wonderful. I mean, I, I'm so thankful that I can be an ambassador for Fifth Sense. We should probably tell people how we met. We've known each other, what, a year now, maybe? With coming it's up about a year, year, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who found who first? I can't remember, because I feel like I found you through that Monell presentation that you did it was on youtube and i was watching that but i'm not quite sure why i was watching that particular video i can't i can't recall i can i can remember what happened fraka because um <laughs> what well, i'd noticed that you uh, so falcaroma therapy you were liking um some of the fifth sense uh, posts on on facebook and you were sharing things and um I started following you on, on Instagram. Here we go. The world of social here media. There we go. I started following <laughs> you on Instagram. This is the good side of social media. Yeah, exactly. It's the, yeah. Well, it's, it's because it's that that led to this connection. Yeah. So, it, you know, it's, it's, it's doing what it does best or what it should be doing best, which is yes. a, a tool, a means of communicating with um, you know bringing people together yes. as opposed to creating divide and nastiness and things like that exactly um but you were so i i started following you on instagram and i remember there was one post that you put on there and it was about um you know it was it was saying that um smelling and 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 using the sense of smell it's not about the vehicle that he is it's not about the you know the the essential oils it's actually about whatever it is it's about how you engage with it how it affects you how it makes you feel now, i remember reading it and just thought do you know what this is that is i completely completely relate to that and that's it's so true and i thought i remember thinking i might have to get in touch um <laughs> with, with you because it just sort of felt like values wise we're in the right sort of you know we're in the same sort of place and then two days later I woke up one morning and I had a LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn request from you and, uh, <laughs> and we, were, started, yes. we started talking on LinkedIn yes. at the same time I discovered you were having a back and forth with Nina who, who works yes. with her sense yes. and uh, then we brought the three of us together and we had a chat and you said you'd seen my talk at Manel and yes we've gone on from there and um, yeah it's, it's honestly it's an absolute it's a pleasure having you on board on the ambassador team Prauka, because it's you know, it's you're so passionate about the sense of smell, and and to me, this is the this is one of the sort of beauties of of, of, of fifth sense and what we what we do. It's it's how we sort of bring we bring together people who are passionate about smell, and um, you know, in, in, involve you in our work, and you know, bringing people together you know, bringing people who are passionate about it along with, together with those who, you know, who, uh, uh, who have been experienced um, a, a, a disorder of the sense of smell and, and the power that, that, that can be achieved through, you know, those connections. No, I, I completely agree. Because for me, that's why I wanted to connect with you all is because here I was having spent my whole career in the fragrance industry, smelling every single day, didn't think much about it, just like you didn't think about your sense of smell. I didn't think about my sense of smell other than, oh, everybody around me smells and they enjoy <laughs> smelling and how much fun we're having smelling and, and you know, sharing our um, wonderful fragrances, you know, with our clients. And that was my life. And then it didn't take, it took me years and years. I think it was only in the last three or four years that I even knew anything about anosmia, which is crazy to me because I'm old. And so that means most <laughs> of my life, I've been living in this world thinking everybody smells, you know, it's, it's, it's something that just happens. And so it's been so eye-opening for me. So, all right. So it took you that long to sort of, to realize, but at any point before that, had you ever thought, well, what about if you haven't got it? Or what happens if you lose it? Had that ever occurred Never. to you? Never. It was not in my world. Everybody right. around me smelled. And if anybody didn't smell, 
they never told me about it, which is really interesting because I have a college friend who, after I started posting a lot about anosmia, who contacted me privately, that person shall remain nameless, of course, but uh, <laughs> contacted me and said, I am telling you something that I've never told anyone. I have never been able to smell. And I've never said that out loud, let alone in an email. And I was really... I was, it was, it warmed my heart because I thought, wow, how many other people out there right. might be feeling the same thing who, and he was, he's, he's a congenital anosmic. So he has never right. been able to smell, but he just yeah. has lived his whole life navigating where all these people are talking about, oh, this smells or that smells. And he could never engage with that. And I never noticed it all the years that I was studying with him. I never noticed it. He was so good it's... at covering up. And or yeah. just not engaging with it and just you know going along with it, so to speak. And and yeah, and you you, you can you can do you can do that because you know because because I did it as well for a for a, yeah. a period of time. And but there's that thing of we you know we don't talk about it. We people we only people only tend to sort of talk about smell when they notice when there's a change. Yes. Yeah, when there's a, a a difference, and it's that thing of something suddenly smells good, but more often than not, people go, "Oh, that stinks! That's horrible." Yeah, exactly. It's mostly bad smells. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But then, if there's for people where there's there's just nothing there, how do you know? How do people have that conversation? Um, and you know, as I've as as I as I've seen through my own experience, the you know the hundreds well thousands of people I think I've spoken to over the years yeah, yeah. and you know who we've been in touch with through fifth sense that people don't talk about it they've often felt they've not been able to talk about it because other people don't get it and they don't understand it and and they don't they're you know they're dismissive or they make a joke out of it oh well, at least you can't smell this or if that's it's the thing. I, yeah, the dismissiveness of it, I think, is yeah. what we need to work on a lot. Is just it's it's not something to be dismissed. I think it's. I think I think we as a smelling community, need to to listen, pay attention, to acknowledge the smell loss. Yeah. Right. I mean, maybe you have some more things to tell us. Please do tell us what what is it that we need to understand. We, uh, it's understanding. I think the 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 impact that it has on people, and I think to to get an understanding of that, it's about if you flip it, flip it around. So it's thinking about something that you yourself know, you know, better better than most people. It's yeah. the emotional contribution that smell yes. makes to our lives, right? So so you you tell me, Franka, what you know, what does what does smell do for us? What does it contribute to our lives? Smell in, I think, contributes, and I have to be careful how to say how I say this because Dia has taught me <laughs> that it's mm -hmm. when 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 you have never had a sense of smell, you don't miss it. It doesn't um, define your life, but when you've lost it, right, it it's it, it has a whole different meaning. So as someone who smells it lets me really enjoy my food. It lets me engage a lot with my, the world around me when I go outside, when I go for walks now. I mean, I think about it just during this pandemic period where I'm just going around the block in the neighborhood and, and my husband and I go out and walks every night and we'll be going down the street and we'll be like, oh, I think they're, they're cooking some kind of curry dish there, or somebody's just put the fireplace on. Like we we talk about it. I've got him all hooked on talking about smell now too, the poor guy. But, <laughs> but it's it's just it's just engaging. It's this mindfulness exercise that I think is so important is that we just we're so in our heads about what we hear, what we see everything else but we we are not in our head about what we smell and how and i yeah. think we need to engage with the world around us through our nose just as much as through our eyes our ears and our mouth so absolutely absolutely and and everything that you've just just, just described there you know there's it's all very sort of evocative and it, again it's emotional, it's, it, yeah. it, it's emotional <laughs> and it's it's pleasure 
Yes. Isn't it? Those are the good and things about yeah. smell, yes. Yeah, yeah. So flip that around then. And if I was to say to you, all right, now imagine if um, you were to wake up one day and all of a sudden all that had just completely gone and you were no longer to able you were no longer able to access yeah. the smells that accompany that walk around the block. Those, you know, those um, those days out with your husband, the smell of him as well. Yeah, very true. Just and how basics. how would how how would you you know how would how do you think you'd feel um, if you know that one morning you woke up and it was all gone and someone to say to you, well, it's probably not going to come back um that's it really there's nothing we can do and but hey at least it's only a sense of smell how you know how would you how would you feel then oh well especially now i'd i'd be devastated absolutely devastated i think right. it's, it right. would feel like a real loss and and that's what i've been hearing a lot during this COVID. you know people who've lost their sense of smell during COVID. it's been such a i think an eye-opener for a lot of people this past year because so yeah. many people have been affected by it over the last year, just one day they have it, the next they don't. And it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've a, a story on, a little story on that front, um, going back, right back to the beginning of the, the, the pandemic. And it was the, it was the weekend before the um, lockdown happened, um, the first lockdown that happened in the UK. And uh, on the Friday, we had put information on the Fifth Sense website about um the you know the fact that people with covid were that was you know clearly losing their sense of smell and ah. we first put information up about on the website about it on the friday the saturday morning um i was um i was at my girlfriend's and i got a i got a whatsapp message from my um, next door neighbor and um she what she whatsapp me and it was a link to the that page of the fifth sense website and i looked at my phone and thought why is she sending me this <laughs> and um she then messaged me and she goes oh duncan um you you're not going to believe this um but i've i've got covid i've had it about I've, I've had it about a week and she said i can't smell i've had no sense of smell for five days wow. Can, are you free for a chat so i was like oh my god so i rang her up and the first thing she said was i get it she said, I get it. I get why you did this. She said, I, you know, I, I, you told me about the charity before, but she said, I just, I now I understand. She said, it's just so weird. And she said, it's just, I can't taste my food. I can't taste a thing. I can't smell anything in the flat. And it's, I just feel really cut off. And um, she said, it seems really weird. And it's really isolated. She said, I've read the page on your website and it's amazing. I've, I feel really reassured. And I'm going to, I'm just going to wait and see what happens. And hopefully it's going to come back. Um, but she said, look, you know, thank you very much for for, for, for sort of doing this. Because she said, I can really, really understand the impact yeah. now. And, and, you know, and, and, and why this was needed. Um, and I'm, you know, really glad to say that her sense of smell, I think, returned um, within a couple of weeks. Oh, good. Um, um, and you know that's I'm glad to say that that has been the case for lots of people, but but there are lots of people also you know who've, who've been in contact with with this sense um, who are experiencing this smell loss for you know for a longer period as well. And um, yeah, it's um, it's been it's been it's been really difficult, really difficult. Yeah, COVID has been um, the pandemic has been. Um, extremely extremely challenging for us all in all sorts of ways yeah. um and you know for those people who've had the virus who are then affected by this loss of smell you know this this additional sort of um this isolation that that it can create um you know it's 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 really hard it's really hard um but you know it sort of made me realize that well i'm i'm glad i did this as well i'm really glad that we we are here and that there is this you know with fifth sense we're providing the support information and guidance and that you know we've got people like yourself who are spreading the word and, and again providing support and 
you know, being there, just being there for people. Yeah, and I think you absolutely do that. So you have these regular um, Let's Talk Smell and Taste conversations, which are great resource. I'll put the... um, well, I'll put the the link to everything in the show notes so people can check things out that you're doing at Fifth Sense. But um, one of the things that I keep hearing over and over again when I join these sessions is people saying, I've never met anybody else mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. couldn't smell. So just that aha and that sudden, yeah. I, I imagine a rush of warmth that comes through them that says, I'm not alone. I've got community now. Yeah. Yeah, that alone is worth it. I think just that alone, aside from everything else you're doing is just having people know that they're not alone, because it's very isolating, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And do you know what that is? That's the crucial thing, really, for me. Um, Over the years, since I started the the charity, we've done lots of events, which we've we've created lots of um, different types of situations to bring people together because i myself see time and time and time again the you know the the positive impact that bringing people together and giving people the opportunity to you know to share their experiences their stories um give and receive um mutual support um it's just so it's so powerful and you know that was that was my experience as well when i started it you know the Back at the back in the beginning, it was it was just me, you know, responding to all the emails yeah, that were coming in. Wow. And we used to get I used to get emails that were like, you know, sort of two sides of paper long, two pages long of, you know, it's 30 years ago I lost my sense of smell and going into all sorts of detail about their experience and saying, you know, I'm just so glad to have found you and actually be able to be able to share this with somebody who gets it. Right that's it's it's so important it's so important so thank you for that thank you for doing what you do if i could say there's only one silver lining of this pandemic it's that there's going to be more research about our sense of smell than ever before which is exciting because we we're way behind on that sense yeah 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 i mean there's going to be so much more research now there's 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 going to be so much more of everything really i mean um in the past, uh, the past few months, I've had, I've had all sorts of conversations with all sorts of individuals, and um, you know, some 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 really interesting people and some some really interesting organisations as well. Um, that I, if this hadn't happened, um, I we you know we probably wouldn't have been having. Um, it feels like things have really sort of gone up um got gone up a level and um i mean for example um i had a call i've had calls recently with headway um the which is the the uk's biggest uh, brain injury charity um and you know again i'm i'm not sure that 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 these conversations would have would have been easy, so easy to, to, to make happen had it not been for this, you know, much wider um, recognition now that people can, A, lose the sense of smell um, or, and also, B, suffer distortions of it, perosmia, yes, which yes. Um, lots of people have been affected by, sadly. Um, you know, it's, it's and, and, and people understanding that, A, it can happen, and B, the, um, you know, the, the impact as well so yeah every every cloud has a silver lining and um it's creating a lot of um opportunity for us to be able to grow and develop our work and um, ultimately benefit benefit more people um in the, in the longer term hey i just wanted to jump in here and let you know about a smell training program i offer once a quarter It's a habit-building program designed for those who've lost their sense of smell, have a very weak sense of smell, or are experiencing smell distortions. The next session starts on January 9th. It's an email-based program, so it can easily be integrated into your schedule and daily life. And importantly, it allows you to be located anywhere in the world to join. You'll get your daily email first thing in the morning. The program includes pre-programmed setup, support and guidance, an e-journal and workbook to record progress and stay motivated. 
21 days of inspirational emails, an optional smell buddy to help keep you accountable, and three recorded motivational mindset coaching videos from me. The best part is when you sign up, you'll be invited to join future smell training sessions for ongoing support and motivation for free. My treat. So if you or someone you know has lost their sense of smell, has a weak sense of smell, or even smell distortions, and you're finding it difficult to stay consistent with your smell training, I invite you to check out my habit building program by going to the link in the episode notes. I want to spend a minute talking about scent memories. Uh, mm. Since you lost your sense of smell, right? You used to be able to smell things. And I wanted to understand now as somebody who can't smell, does it ever happen to you as you're just navigating the world? Do you consciously think about how things might smell or does that not even come up anymore? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But with me, we're talking about somebody who um, was, as I said before, I wasn't particularly engaged with my sense of smell and I did have it. All right. And, and after losing it, what did I do? I basically tried to put it on a shelf in my brain and, and uh, box that off behind lots of, uh, yeah, behind lots yeah. of books and, and potted plants and stuff, you know, put it, put it <laughs> out of the way. Um, so I, I still have these memories, but it takes something to kind of, uh, to dig them out. Okay. Um, it's, I'll give you an example, right? Um, about four years ago, um, I was on a call with uh, Steve Munger, who's the director of the University of Florida Center of Smell and Taste. And we were planning um, the first event that we did in partnership together that Fifth Sense and the University of Florida Center of Smell and Taste did together, Smell Taste 2017. And Steve and I were having a call about um, where the, uh, the meal was going to be after the you know the first day of the conference and it was in the natural history museum and he was telling me that there's a butterfly garden there and i was on the website while we were talking and i was looking at the photos and i had this sudden recall of the smell of um indoor garden sort of conservatory type um you know wow. butterfly gardens um there's a, in London, you've got Kew Gardens, which yes. is very famous. Yeah. Now, just think about it. Those places have got a really, really specific smell. That sort of peaty, earthy, damp smell that's in, a, in, a, in an enclosed environment. And it's, it's warm. Those environments are warm. They're humid. Yes. And there's that really specific smell. And because that's because it's so specific, I've still got that memory for it. And it just, it was there. It was like I could almost almost See? smell it again yeah yeah that's great yeah. so they have to be um, pretty pretty strong memories though yeah that's it's it. not that's everyday it. things like coffee wouldn't do it for you or tea or everyday things that you you weren't paying attention enough at the time right or no it wasn't connected to anything in particular at the time also no maybe. that's it that's it whereas uh, another example um David, who, who I know, who I've known through Fifth Sense for quite a long time now, um, he lost his sense of smell through a head injury. And like me, his, his hasn't recovered. But he, David has got this incredible, incredible olfactive memory. And um, the meals that his wife, Christine, cooks, he says, mm -hmm. I enjoy those as much now as I did then. But he said, I just, I use my memories wow. of the food that she makes and also lots of other of experiences of life. I rely purely on my memories of the smells and I really, really enjoy enjoy those through through those memories, which I find absolutely fascinating. And it's you know it's, it's incredible, really, really fantastic. And and that just sort of demonstrates the power of the human brain really, doesn't it? And well smelling is in the brain. People think it's in yeah. the nose. It's in the brain. It's mm -hmm. all in the brain. Mm -hmm. The nose is just the vehicle. <laughs> yeah. It's really all happening in the brain. So that's a really great story. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I guess my, uh, I wanted to ask you another question. I want to spend a minute talking about getting your smell back, right? Would you ever mm. want your smell back if you could? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. look at how quickly like you answered there. In a, in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's, 
just building on the memory thing, there's um, tell you another sort of this is a re- this is really quite this is it's quite difficult to explain, but I'm going to try. <laughs> I have these from time to time. I have these sort of experiences where I think it's like I think I can smell something, right? Okay. And and maybe there is something going on. Maybe there is something getting through. I don't know, but it's like I think I can smell something, but it's not anything specific. It's like I can, I, it's like I can smell just sort of a background kind of smell, right? Like this, like the smell that you, you know, when you've been on a holiday, yeah, for two weeks. You come home, you open your front door, and you know you're home because it's the smell of your home. Yes. Because yeah, you've been away yeah. for a bit, right? It's not That's your everyday. It. Yeah. And it's but it's not a specific smell, it's a sort of a background, it's a smell of the environment, right? right? Well, I get these, I get this sort of sensation that or feeling that I'm getting some sort of background smell, right? And then every time what happens, I get I, I get a memory. I get taken back to being at my grandparents' house, ah. and there's no specific memory or place in the house or anything like that. I just get this sort of really warm memory of childhood at my grandparents, and it's kind of it's very fleeting. But there's something really, really there's a really sort of positive like emotional hit with it's it. Just, yeah, 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 it's an yeah. Unconscious visceral feeling that's it's, it's it, coming from your limbic system for sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't even know if it's and I don't even know if it's real, but but for whatever reason, it's being recalled. Yeah, yeah it's, being, it's being recalled, and there's something really quite primal and joyous about it, and I really enjoy it. I really enjoy but it. It just it just happens every once in a while. It's just like a fleeting yeah, thing that happens. I'll, yeah yeah randomly randomly okay yeah yeah that's exciting so let me ask you duncan would you ever do smell training again have you ever done smell you said you did smell training yeah 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 okay yeah i did i did i did and it um it didn't you know it it didn't do a huge it didn't do much to help me um I think it's one of those things where, as I say, there've been, uh, I, I, I realized I could smell a, t- a bit, a very, very sort of very faint bit of the, the lemon oil. But I got to, that's as far as I, I, I got with it, you know? Okay. And um, I didn't really go, go beyond that. And, um, you know, in my case, whatever damage has been done, whether it's to the, to the nerves, to the olfactory bulbs, um, you know, potentially there's no going back from that. And um, the smell training is is not going to, it's not going to help. It's not going to restore that damage. Um, But that's, that's my, that's my case. That's my situation. Um, And I know um, just how beneficial it can be um, for others. And it's one of those things where, you know what, it's easy to do and it costs, it should cost nothing because it's as simple as going around your house, you know, opening your kitchen cupboards, getting your jars of spices out. You know, when, you, when you're doing the, when you're washing the dishes, warm water into the, um, you know, the basin, squeeze in the lemon, washing up liquid, and you know, take a deep breath as those, uh, you know, the yeah, 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 the, the steams coming up, and you know, peeling an orange, snipping the peel. There are so many sort of different ways. It's this is the thing. Smell training. It's almost a bit of a to me. Training it's just always snipping. sounds so. It's, it's, I know. It's just it? using. It does. Yeah. It's just you. It's, it's basically. It's about people using their noses. It's about people actively sniffing. Well, it's things. also muscle memory. It's like it's it's yeah. brain muscle memory. You're trying to recall things that you used to know. It's only. Mm. Uh, let's be clear. It's only helpful for people who've lost their sense of smell. If you were born with no sense of smell, there's no indication mm. that it's going to help you. So just to be clear about that. But no, I had a woman recently, cause you know, I do smell training sessions um, yeah. at once a quarter. And I, I, my last session, I had a woman tell me that she couldn't believe how much she thought she was coming in to do these four jars twice a day, mm. every day. And that's going right. to be her, her life. And she said, Frauke, after three weeks of doing it with you and, you know, 
actively doing it, what I realized is I'm actually doing something for my, for my well-being. I'm not, if I, if I end up smelling, that's a bonus. What I'm doing is practicing, and this word is overused, but it's, it's really important here, this word mindfulness, you know, it's it's overused, but, but there's something to it. Just this idea of focusing, focusing in on something for even two minutes at a time. And, and just yeah. thinking about nothing else. It's a, it's a mindfulness exercise that, wow, what a bonus if you end up getting to be able to smell at the end of it. Right. I couldn't agree more. And, and going back to what we were just talking about, about the memories and those olfactive memories that, you know, that, that yeah. even I've still, I've still got, I've still got, got them locked away I know, away they're somewhere. great. And it's that thing of actually by, you know, the, the, the process of, of trying to smell you it's it's that you're potentially aiding the memory recall so it's that thing of ah uh, you know is in yeah. some ways it helping keep helping to keep those memories alive is it is it helping people to recall those memories i think that is such a massive 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 part exactly. of it as well and this goes back to you know the the, the post that you'd um, put on instagram that i read before we before we met and it, it was it was it was along those lines. It's you know don't think about the you know the the substance in the in the container or whatever it is right. that you're using. Think about the effect that it's having on you. It's the emotion of it. Yes, right. The feeling right. that you're having for yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. And, and, it, and it's not the physical effect because you're not able to smell things at the beginning, right? So that's where people get a little bit in their head they're like well i can't smell anything anyway so they're focused on not being able to smell and like you said it's good to just imagine do you have a memory with the lemon do you have a memory with the rose or whatever scent it is it doesn't have to be those four typical scents so it's it's yeah well i think that's the other thing as well and that's one of the sort of slight sort of slight frustrations i think for me about it is that it's almost in some quarters it's become this thing that has to be done in a certain way and there are certain you know it's those four those four particular yeah, smells yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 about you know it's like we're just saying it's seeing beyond that and looking at look the way i work it's all about my, the way my head works it's all about <laughs> impacts outcomes you know what do we want to achieve through doing this right oh, and, a, sorry and that's, such a male perspective <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but it, it's not about but it, the feeling or the emotion it's about the well, outcome, no, there's, yeah. there's, that, there's yeah. that there's that there's that as well there's that but it's almost like you know what's what's the end point yeah and yeah. it's that thing of well you know whether it's a feeling whether it's a memory whether it's just feeling it's the journey really it's the journey yeah journey not the end it's not the end point there's your journey ends when you die basically that's (laughs) that's when the journey ends so let's enjoy the process you know let's just yeah all right fair enough fair enough so all right so i i almost feel like you're um i'm trying to convince you to try some training yeah 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 just put it out there for us i'll I'll get there there. i'm gonna put it out to the universe and i hope one day we we I'll tell you what, right? I'll um how about I, I come and, and join one of your sessions? I, I would love that. Yeah. All right. I invite Deal. You to come. This is a this is a handshake. <laughs> it's a, a handshake, handshake a virtual handshake. By a, a virtual handshake via uh, by Zoom. Deal. 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 Good. I look forward I'll to look it. Look forward to it. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> In the meantime, before you start that. I mm. want to talk to you about something that you're doing right now that I love and I think a lot of people can benefit mm. from learning more about is because you realized, okay, I can't smell right now. Let me see what I can do with my sense of taste. Mm. So you, can do, you do so much with your sense of taste. And I want you to tell us the story of how you even decided, oh, it might be something that I could really harness my sense of taste because smell and taste are tied together. But yeah. But yet there, you can do a lot with your sense of taste, if you, even if you don't have your sense of smell. So yeah, tell me about that yeah. a little bit. I want people to uh, learn what they can do. So after losing my sense of smell, um, it had a big impact on my appreciation of, uh, well, as I said, as I thought at the time, um, my ability to taste food. What yes. I really meant, what I learned later on down the line, is it had a big impact on my ability to perceive the flavor of food. Um, and over the years, people, friends used to say to me, so she sense of smell come back? And I go, no, nah, nothing's changed, nothing's changed. 
um, you know, move on, don't want to talk right. about it. Uh, yeah. And then they say, well, you know, can you still taste? And I go, well, I can taste a bit. And that was it. That was, I didn't, I, I, I could still taste a bit, but I'd never really sort of thought about what that bit was. And it was after starting um, Fifth Sense and um, Carl, Carl Philpott and I decided, we said, let's do, let's do an event. Let's let's do a public event about oh. about smell loss and um, or smell disorders, smell disorders, and um, and I and I said, well, let's do a food event, um, and let's do something about food and and the role of the sense of smell plays in food, and then I had to sort of think as you know as time went on, well, actually, how are we going to do this? And um, at this time, I was reading a lot and I was starting to understand the the science behind smell and taste and flavor. And um, I was beginning to understand that whilst I'd lost much of my ability to perceive the, the flavor of food, what comes, you know, the olfactory right, components right. of um, flavor, um, I could still appreciate texture, the temperature, um, spiciness of food, all of which comes from the, the trigeminal nerve, which is responsible for all sensation in the mouth, nose and face. Um, and I also was realizing that I could still uh, detect the basic tastes. And what really brought it home to me was um, I contacted the Institute of Food Research in Norwich um, oh. in Eastern England, which is um, where Carl is based and where we decided to hold the, hold the event, which I called Food, Flavour and Our Fifth Sense. Um, and I contacted the Institute of Food Research and I was put in touch with a, a guy who works there, a scientist called Dave, Dave Hart, um, who's sadly no longer with us. Um, but I, you know, became a, a really good friend and I, I owe a massive, massive amount to Dave. Um, and he took me to meet a friend of his, Alex, him, who's a barista. And they got me to taste um, these two cups of coffee. And Dave said, right, Duncan. We've got a little test we want you to do. We've got two, we're going to make two espressos, very different ones, and we want you to taste them and see if you can um, tell the difference between them. And I'm like, yeah, all right, Dave. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. We'll give, give, it a, give it a pop, because I was, by this point, I was still sort of, you know, a bit in the dark about this. And I was, this, I think this isn't going to work at all. Um, but we, I tried these two, two coffees. And the first one, I had a sip of it and it was, um, it was, it was, I remember thinking, wow, this is really, really unusual. It's, it's almost sour. It was like someone had squeezed a lemon into it. It was very, oh, wow. it was acidic. It was sort of sour. It was quite thin. And yeah, it was, it was like, it was like, not like coffee I'd ever tasted before. I tried the next one and I said, whoa, this is totally different. This is, um, I said, this is much sort of darker. It's richer and it's more, there's not that same acidity to it. It's more like a, you know, a coffee I'm used to tasting. And I sort of looked at Dave and went, right, that, well, that's, that's it. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Dave went, Dave went, basically, Duncan, what you've just, the way you've just described those is the way that any trained, tra trained coffee taster would. And he wow. said, what really, what you sort of demonstrated is actually how much of, um, coffee when it's in your mouth when it enters your mouth comes from um, basic taste as opposed to the aroma and he said your sense of basic taste is clearly functioning pretty well and that was this and I was like oh right so I can I can taste I can taste and it was the, this was a really sort of big moment for me because I then started going out and and you know, with the with the sort of science in the back of my head and and this experience under my belt, it was a case of right. Well, let's start trying things. Let's start start trying different things and different ingredients and cooking in different ways and and trying um, one two of the same thing, yeah, mm -hmm. alongside each other, kind of A B testing, yeah, and um, to see if I could tell the difference in in terms of the balance of basic taste. And, you know, if you if you think about um, something that's got sweet, sour and, and, and salt in it, well, by adjusting the quantities of each one, yeah. you can create a big difference in them. And once and this comes back to the smell training thing as well, that yeah. it's it's not it's not your tongue 
that you're changing it's your brain's response right. to what it's detecting it's about right? the brain again you're training your brain you're training yeah. your brain and i've i've really you know i i realized over over the course of a few months that it wasn't that my sense of taste had improved but i trained my brain to become really really sort of good at detecting subtle differences in levels of basic taste and you know that's 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 how i operate now and it's it kind of it unlocked a lot it's unlocked sort of doors um to me and unlocked kind of um yeah just a, just a way to appreciating and enjoying food in a different way i was and gonna say it brought your joy back to eating didn't it? yeah totally totally yeah yeah and and then thinking about well, what can i do to enhance the flavor yeah. of things so i can get more more out of it um whilst at the same time trying not to uh create something so sort of not so heavily uh, overpowering <laughs> that um, everyone yeah. the, the, the rest of my family, my girlfriends, friends sort of sit there and go, yeah, it's delicious, Duncan, and push the, push the plates away. <laughs> it's finding that balance. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. But I think that's just such a wonderful story that you've you've brought that out because in, uh, in my smelling um, world and I've also recently done a podcast, which will have aired by the time this comes on, is I talked to a friend of mine who talks about training your nose through wine and just learning yeah. to improve just by basic wine drinking. So that'll have come out by the time this episode airs. But oh, um, I brilliant. think there's an equally good thing you can do with taste. I mean, just because yeah. the smellers can do that with a wine, but then why not, even if you can't smell, why not train your brain to be a better taster i think there's a real opportunity yeah, there i definitely and that's that's something that we're we're working on and we've we've, we've um a project that we're doing with um a long long time partner of ours a company called flavor active who train tasting panels in the beverage industry ah. and um we're going to be um yeah there's this there's, there's there's something that we're working on at the moment that um, we're going to be uh it's going to be coming out later this year that um that is that is all about that so um that's something to uh yeah something to look forward to um but i think there's also that thing of because you know from my perspective the thinking about fifth sense and my experience is, is one thing but i do know there are lots of people who don't have that that ability to perceive um the basic tastes um that some of us do um yeah. But it's it's kind of getting across that there is you know there's quite a broad there's a range you know, a range so you know the 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 the, the um the again the trigeminal nerve and how combinations of or contrasts of spiciness and temperature and contrasting textures yeah yeah can be just as just as important and there's this rich mixture of things, all these different variables that you can sort of tweak and play around with. And um, yeah. in fact, we did a, there was a fantastic Let's Talk Smell and yes. Taste session last night with right. um, fantastic Danny, Danny the chef, who was brilliant, <laughs> who prepared this Vietnamese salad with, it had, it had spiciness, it had lots of lime juice, it had um, crunch and oh, I, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, I think it was great. It was brilliant. Yeah. Really good. Really good. I guess to finish off, is there anything that you want to say to the smelling community? This podcast is mostly people who can smell. And I think it'd be a great opportunity for them to hear how we can support you. What can we do to support those who cannot smell? Listen, listen, is, is that's, that's the starting point really. It's, it's, it's sort of listen and and understand i hope understand that you know that the loss of smell it has an impact it has a real impact and listen understand and, and support us um support the work that we're doing and you know if you come across you meet someone who themselves is affected by uh, a problem with a sense of smell or taste listen, understand, and don't dismiss. I was going to say, and, and believe that, believe. Yeah, 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 believe, believe. Believe and, that they can't uh, smell. Yeah. 
That's it. And I think um, the other thing is, you know, that to those the people listening who have got a sense of smell, appreciate it, enjoy it, you know, use it, use it to its use it to its max, and appreciate what an amazing thing it is. Thank you. That's a wonderful way to end. I appreciate that. Um, Thank you, Fraka. Where where can people find you if they want to connect with you? If they want to connect, I mean, with Fifth Sense, I'll put all those resources in the show notes. But if they want to reach out and connect with you, is there a place where they can find you? Um, like on Instagram, LinkedIn. All right. LinkedIn. I'm I'm on LinkedIn, um, Instagram, and Twitter as well. Thank you so much for coming on, Duncan. I really am so grateful for all that you're doing uh, for the Anosmia community. And I want to thank you for taking the time to speak with me today and coming on an aromatic life. Thank you very much, Fraker. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been really great speaking to you. And um, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you very much for all the support that you're giving uh, Fifth Sense, the people we represent. Really appreciate it. Well, that was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I really appreciate Duncan for sharing his personal journey of smell loss. As you heard, it really is a journey with ups and downs, highs and lows, sadness and joy. So what can we take away from this conversation? Well, if you've lost your sense of smell, I hope you feel that you're not alone because you aren't alone and you don't need to feel alone. I encourage you to check out Fifth Sense, go to the link in the show notes, and then join their community. And if you do have the ability to smell, I hope you now have a better understanding of what it might be like to lose that precious sense that so many of us take for granted. I know I have. Maybe you've come across someone who's lost their sense of smell due to COVID or maybe a viral infection or like Duncan through a head injury. Well, I encourage you to reach out to them, support them. And as Duncan says, listen to what they have to say. But I also hope this conversation helped you appreciate your sense of smell more. I couldn't agree more than when Duncan says, use it and enjoy it. Smell the world around you every day. All right, I'd love to hear what you thought of the episode. Did it make you think about things a little differently? Can you relate to anything that was said? Maybe you live with the inability to smell and you have a similar anosmia story. However the episode made you feel, send me a voicemail and let me know your thoughts. I'd love to hear. There's a link in the show notes to leave me a voicemail. Thank you for joining me on An Aromatic Life. If you're interested in learning more about your sense of smell from all different perspectives, subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends too. And it would be really helpful if you could rate the podcast so it helps others find it too. I also invite you to check out my website, falkaromatherapy.com, where you'll find information about workshops, courses, and other programs I offer. And make sure you grab my free audio training, How to Smell to Be Well, which you can download from my website. Until next time, remember to smell everything and have a wonderful day.